On today's episode of The Social Strategy, it is a very, very, very special 420 episode. That's right. Madison and I are going to be breaking down all things cannabis, CBD, cocktails, creators. It's going to be a wild time. We're talking all about ways that brands can get around uh, if they're banned or sin-industries, as Madison so eloquently puts it, um, how they can really start to get new audiences, be a part of transformative movements, really make the most out of these low-risk moments. And at the end of the day, always remember just to make it yours. So really lo- looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on the episode. See you guys soon. So happy 420, everybody. Uh, this episode is going to be all about how to advertise on social if you are a, wait, what was that word you used, Madison? You said earlier, what kind of brands were they called? Sin Distries. <laughs> so like industries, but Sin Distries. I know, it's incredible. Yeah. I love I a play like on it. words. I know, the puns are the killer in that way. I'm such a fan. All right, we'll give it one more minute and then we'll kick things off talking about cannabis cocktails and creators which i'm pretty excited about i mean what better day to talk about this topic than 420 i know i'm very excited very very excited (laughs) hopefully we get some like i'm I'm really hoping that this is maybe a a shout out to the audience while we're just about ready to get started here but i'm wondering if if you know any cbd brands or you know any people who work for cbd brands ping them into the room. I want to hear their thoughts because today could be a really, really interesting uh, use case to talk through. So we're going to be basically talking about them more or less. Definitely. All right. So why don't we go ahead and just get started for our, we're going to, we're going to do a little fun survey first, before we get started, we've decided we're going to start things off just to get the ball rolling on the 420 holiday. Brian, what is your favorite munchie? That's a great question. Um, I gotta say, if we're being truthfully honest with ourselves, it's one of my OG favorite snacks from college. It is the Cheez-It Extra Toasty. Um, they are by and far my favorite uh, munchie snack just in general. Um, so yeah, that's fine. What's yours? I love a Cheez-It. That is a great one. <laughs> I, I, I rarely have them. But when I have them, they always, I always forget about how much I love them. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, so not so much of a, a munchie per se in the 420 sense, but I, I'm going to say my favorite drunchy. I don't know if uh, anybody else out there ever uses the word drunchy. I don't think I have since college, (laughs) but I will say, and going to be totally honest, because these are, you know, these are our community right here. I did partake in this, this past weekend. My favorite is ordering Domino's pepperoni pizza. Ooh, snaps all around. I so now you guys know a little bit more about me. <laughs> I only eat Domino's pizza as a drunchy, but when I do, I douse it in Domino's ranch. <laughs> so I mean, that's hopefully some people can relate to that. And I'm not the only one here, but I actually do maybe controversial opinion. I do think that Domino's pizza is one of the best. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and just as, a, as behind the curtain, Madison's from New Jersey and she's saying that Domino's has the best pizza. Yep. Well, that's, that's the thing about munchies and drunchies is that you, there's no regret. There's no regret because you it just was, don't, was. you choose not to think about it. 
All right, so let's go ahead and get into our topic. Yes, so let's go. cannabis cocktails and creators, how they advertise on social. So this topic is so fitting for today. Happy 420, everyone. We wanted to discuss this topic because we have had brands historically that have come in and actually utilized influencers to not necessarily get around, but to in a way to advertise themselves when things like Facebook don't allow them to, because mm -hmm. there are, you know, with Facebook ads, there are some industries that aren't able to advertise. Yep. They, they're not necessarily, you know, banned per se. We don't like to say that they're more of a, they're more boundary pushing industries that find that they do find some restrictions in what they can and cannot post. Mm -hmm. And so we thought this would be a really great topic to dive into today and just talk about the way that these brands either utilize social media, utilize influencers, or just ways that other brands out there have taken this holiday and kind of made it more than just what it started out as. And yeah. we'll get it, we'll get into that a little bit. Absolutely. I think it's like we, we we've talked before about this concept of taking a risk on a low risk moment. And I think this is a really like, great opportunity. We're seeing this across the entire industry where we have brands participating in this now kind of like cultural holiday that people start to celebrate. And I think it's really interesting how these different brands have kind of leaned in, taken risks, done things that are fun and engaging and exciting. And I think like it's going to be such a fun topic to talk about for all those different reasons. So I think we're thinking about kicking off Madison with a little bit of a history time with Madison, a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> an origin story of how the holiday came to be. And then we'll kind of uh, go from there. Amazing. So yeah. So for those who don't know from, I mean, from what I have researched, the holiday of 420 was kind of this like urban legend where a group of high school stoners from California, they kind of like in the seventies birthed this concept of 420. And it just became this like sort of like unofficial national holiday, but a lot of brands have been able to kind of take it and either utilize it to their brand's need because they yep. are within that industry mm -hmm. or have just taken it and done some, some sort of like a play on words. And so I, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different brands that do that. But what's interesting is that is how kind of mainstream this holiday has now become. Because if you really think about it, I mean, so many states now have moved to legalize weed and we, we won't just be talking about, you know, weed to on, the, on this session <laughs> We're we're all going to be, we're also going to be, we're, we do want to touch on like CBD and alcohol as well, because I think that this all kind of is encompassed in the same conversation, yeah. but there, there's just, you know, so many more states, I think like 18 states now have it legalized. Yeah, and I, right. I actually was reading one survey by Pew. They actually found that 60% of U.S. adults now support legalized recreational and medical use of marijuana. So it's it's definitely, it's it's getting there. Yeah, I think to teach your point, as, as we talk into ways that brands have embraced these, you know, quote unquote, like lower risk moments, these holidays that have evolved culturally, I think one of, uh, it, it's not like a cultural holiday, you know, per se, but I think one of the things that we've seen is like, look at a, look, look at brands that have kind of spurred from the 
Earth Day, for example, right? Like we have so many brands now that are all talking about how they're carbon neutral or they're working towards ways of helping out the planet. And they do so many campaigns around Earth Day. Like for example, like for Ocean, like what a like what an amazing brand that such a good has brand. evolved products into helping a cause, right? We talked all about these like we we've talked before about brand building and and showing your morals and being there to be you know outline who you really are. And I think what's what, what's great about this is that we're we're probably going to start seeing over time like potentially 420 could turn into a mental health awareness day, taking time and space for yourself. That's such a right? great point. And there's going to be so many different ways where brands who are either part of the cannabis CBD, you know, um, environment who can take an idea and kind of roll with it and, and, and start to create either content or campaigns or, 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 or even like, as I said, for products that would support these types of initiatives. And you like, there's so many different ways where we can start to like get around these ad restrictions, right. And start to really talk about what it is that the product's actually doing in the day. Yeah. I, I love that point that you bring up about how, cause when you really think about like how earth day used to be, that was, that was a very similar holiday to this. It, it really started out with people who were just like very gung ho about saving the environment. And Absolutely. now it has transformed into such a bigger movement that people, some brands spend like the entire month talking about, or some yeah. brands have been created because of what Earth Day is all about, about, and like, kind of like you said, and brands that now offer like clean makeup products and like even recycling of their products. Like there's one brand um, that I absolutely love and they actually, it's called Summer Fridays. They allow, they basically give you a return slip. You can send back five of your empty bottles and send it back and get a free product. And that is definitely something that came out of the idea of saving the environment. And these Mm -hmm. are all things that I think you can definitely link back to Earth Day. So that's a great point that I think 420 will definitely become a holiday that is more than just celebrating, you know, people getting stoned. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, like it could become a mental health awareness day. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be really interesting to me as, as, as this evolves, because, you know, as it becomes more mainstream into the focus for people, like you talked about being, I think at least cannabis being federally legal, CBD federally legal, um, we're, we're, we're basically starting to see this, this opportunity for, for, for brands who have been at the forefront of this to really start to establish themselves as leaders in being the expert in the space. And I think when we talk about some tactical ways to actually like go and advertise your product either organically or, 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 or however, I think there's like a lot of different ways where this content can be the leading forefront of education for people who are just starting to realize, hey, this could really benefit me in some way. And so I think from our side, like we've seen a couple of examples of brands like Equilibria, for example, who is a you know, female-focused CBD brand. It's honestly, my wife is a big proponent of it. She has the bath bombs, <laughs> she has the uh, oils, she's got the whole thing. And I think there's just like the way that she discovered it was that organically on their social, they were creating content that was showing up through influencers for yeah, I, like 
I have seen that brand all over social too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible to me. And I think from that side, like there's such a good opportunity for these brands to use their content for good, right. And educate people on the benefits of it. There's a great opportunity as it becomes front and center for so many people to create content that resonates with people in the home, right? If you are a CBD brand, right? You are a cannabis brand. You want to be talking about and using people and utilizing influencers that can talk to the benefits just the same way that someone would go through and go through their morning routine with skincare items from different beauty brands. This is how you can create educational grassroots content that can build brand awareness, but also more importantly, create amazing content that you guys can use and repurpose for wherever you're putting it and keep that story congruent. I think that's just something that is uh, really can be really powerful as this gets more mainstream. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You bring up equilibria. I have seen them. I, I don't know. I guess the people I follow are like their target customer, the influencers I follow, because I keep seeing them pop up on Instagram stories that all that I watch. And it's yeah. so interesting how easy there, the product is incorporated into these influencers. I follow into their just like daily content. Like mm-hmm. this, this one girl that I follow, I, you know, she's more of a fashion influencer and she was just packing for a trip and seamlessly incorporated the fact that she's bringing her CBD along with her because she's taking a flight and it helps with her flight anxiety. And it was like, it was such an interesting way to incorporate that in. And I think that the utilizing all these different types of influencers to promote these brands is really helping destigmatize. Yeah. Not, not just utilizing CBD or not just using cannabis. It's kind of goes farther in destigmatizing like mental health and talking about your mental health and talking about your anxiety. And that's what I feel like is one of the best ways that these brands have been able to authentically kind of incorporate themselves in social media and promote themselves. I I couldn't agree more. And I'm curious if there's anyone in the audience who has any, any, any opinions on like what brands should be doing if they are like, I I think I actually see a few people from CBD brands, which is amazing. Welcome guys. Um, I, I would, if you have any like thoughts on like how your brand is really leveraging influencer or social media to speak to the points Madison and I were speaking about, which is like laying that groundwork for authenticity, being educational. I would love if anyone has any thoughts on this um, or strategy or tips or anything like that. Yeah. Anyone, please feel free to come up. Just raise your hand. We love hearing from everyone in our audience and love these clubhouse sessions to be very collaborative with the audience. Um, But I think that when it comes to these brands and it, this also includes alcohol brands. I mean, we Mm -hmm. see a bunch of, you know, people promoting different alcohol brands on social media. And nowadays it definitely is much more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, remember like the TV ads from like Budweiser, Bud Light? <laughs> yes. you know, like there's a, I rarely see them anymore. I don't even have cable. Yeah, so I like, rarely like, see them. It's like, you know, if, if, if we, if we've talked about before, like those traditional channels are kind of dying. These, these, these brands had to move off of that media and move towards something that's more consumer friendly. Right. And like, there, yes. there's a lot of different ways that I've seen alcohol brands incorporate this like new Amsterdam vodka. 
I don't know if you've seen anything that they do. They are incredible. Yeah, tell me. They're incredible at doing, um, they, so they run like a whole ad campaign um, with like bringing the like vodka into the home and they do uh-huh. it through sports and, 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 and they do it through sports. So like they have a whole partnership with the NHL where they've actually, they, 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 they've actually brought in influencers to shoot their TV spot that they repurpose on social to basically so say like, hey, here's how they celebrate a goal. Here's how they celebrate a win or a Stanley Cup final or whatever it ends up being. And they've actually like brought the, it brought it from the television into someone's house and into like an experience that someone can actually have with the brand, which I think is really kind of like interesting how they've been able to cross pollinate between TV and social, for example. Yeah, I actually, I feel like I saw that a lot with the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was yeah. all of these like beer brands popping up on my Instagram feed right when Super Bowl was happening. Yeah. And it was, but it, it made so much sense, obviously, because it's the Super Bowl and it's like, everyone you know is drinking having their super bowl parties and it just it so it's kind of like what we and we we always bring up this quote you brought it up earlier but we always say you know take a risk on a low risk moment and so Mm -hmm. i -hmm. think the best way for these types of brands you know we were saying right right when we started for those who just joined we i loved this article was calling them sin industries sin (laughs) industries But, um, but it's such a great way to take a risk in sort of that type of moment where it just makes sense that, you know, beer goes with the Super Bowl. And so yeah. I love, I, and I feel like this is a good way for us. Cause I, I have some really interesting and honestly, like very genius brands that I wanted to bring up when we are when we're talking about this, about how they've taken advantage of, yeah. or at least like promoted during this time and what was interesting is what i found is that actually last year most brands didn't promote on this holiday really yeah i i saw that um because of the pandemic a lot of brands decided that it just wasn't appropriate to promote last year so (laughs) i think that brands are really blazing back (laughs) i'm like how many how many times can i have a play on words in this conversation i love it it. yes but there are some really really cool ones that i saw so and this was from 2019 because people kind of paused last year but some ways that people did a really good job of incorporating themselves into 420 was ben and jerry's like hey they have half-baked so they, they naturally talked about their half-baked ice cream and then Lyft talked all about like, if you get they, their slogan was literally, if you get high, call a Lyft ride. <laughs> and so I thought that was, I thought that was so genius. It's, it's so simple. Right. And it's like, we, we, we talk so much about like that authenticity and yeah, when you're, whenever you're creating something that seems simple and easy to, easy to kind of replicate. It's like, just think of like how someone would say it if they were talking to their friend. I think that's like the easiest way to like, think about it. Like if they were just like giving advice to a friend, like what would they say? And like, just find a way to incorporate like with the lifting. I think that's great. I I also, I mean, I'm I'm a big shoe fan. I was a big, huge fan of the Adidas time South Park collab for this holiday with the tally shoes. I can do a tally impression, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I won't do it. Um, but 
it, 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 I think that was just so clever, right? Where they're like incorporating something that's pop culture, that's relevant, that's exclusive. They know that's what gets their audience super freaking hyped up about new drops. And like, if they're able to incorporate something that's topical and relevant, it even makes it even that much like harder hitting for the impact of that specific campaign around a product, um, at least. Yeah. And it also makes really fun content. Like if they're, if they were to gift one of these pairs of shoes to somebody, imagine the content coming out of that. It's just, it's, it's such a fun way to talk about this product that you, this new collab that you have launching, Yeah, but it just makes such great content. I know there's, there's, um, another one happening, which I thought was really interesting. And me and you can relate. We both had dogs. And so BarkBox actually did a collab and they did weed themed dog toys. Oh my gosh. And it's been such like a hit. It's like already kind of sold out, I think is what it said. And some of the, some people are putting the items up on eBay to to resell, to resell a dog toy. Yeah. So it's like this. That's actually incredible. And I was wondering your opinion, Madison, because you talk to a lot of brands and if let's say you have something like this going, like what is the best strategy to get those types of results? Like what actually would help drive like something getting sold out and driving that exclusivity? Would you work with like macro creators? Would you work with like mid-tier creators, micros? Like how would this best get executed, you feel like? So I think that if it was something like the Adidas collab, where it's Mm -hmm. a very limited edition shoe, that Mm -hmm. should mainly be reserved, I would say for more like macro people, because it's this, maybe you work with one macro person, they say, I have this limited edition kick or shoe, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they can post about, okay, like there's only so many pairs left, go and get yours now. It creates this like rush effect where everyone who, and like you would want to obviously partner with somebody who was in the sneaker industry. Sure. Was like, I think they're called sneaker heads. I know. Yeah, they are. Try- Nailed it. Right? Okay, okay, good. Nailed it. <laughs> and so then it would create this excitement and that would be the reason why it would sell out. Right, right. If it was something that had to do with where it was, just like a campaign wise. And so mm-hmm. what I mean by that, so to give you an example, like Jimmy John's right now is doing a whole like interpretation of like wake and bake. And they, because like their trademark is their, you know, they homemade t- bread. Like, yeah. They toast yeah. their bread and make yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Yes. I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> what they did is <laughs> this is another play on words. They are launching a guided breaditation. Yeah. I don't, I want, I need to meet the person who came up with that. Get out of here. Get out guided, of here. That's, a guided breaditation where they're going to have basically like Instagram and YouTube content around this whole like mindless mindfulness journey, which mm-hmm. goes kind of back to what we were talking about with mental health Amen. and it, and like taking a, a holiday, like 420, that is almost, that is such like a very niche holiday mm-hmm. and kind of like extracting it and making it a part of this like bigger movement. And then every brand can really relate, but they, what they're doing is they created a a hashtag and we talked last time about hashtags. They did one that's fresh baked thoughts. 
And so if you have something like that, because the, what they're doing is they, they put it on Twitter, they put it on Instagram and they have this whole, like this series of content they're putting out about this, you know, mindful meditation kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And w- along with that, they're doing a merchandise giveaway, oh, which is I like, mean, it's like a, it's like, I think it said it was like a beanbag chair, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, very fitting, very fitting, one. but Sign me up. But if the campaign is that, that type of campaign, mm-hmm. that's when you would want to use like the nano and micro influencers, because that. in that sense, you want to get that campaign out to as many people as possible. Interesting. Got it. So it feels like with something that's more, like we said, exclusive or like kind of splashy in, in, in that regard, where it's just like a, it's like a singular moment. Like that's when yeah. you use the, that's when you use the macros get as yep. many eyeballs on this as possible. Probably for Adidas, I'd go to Trey Parker, Matt Stone, creators of South Park, the guys who do the voices for it. Like go. that would just be like an absolute home run in my opinion. Yeah. Just giving an idea to uh, Adidas as always. <laughs> um, Trademark. But I mean, I think from that side, like, so then you're saying like exclusivity, splashy moments, macro, something that's part of a bigger movement that can, that you're looking to drive awareness to yeah. and build like that affinity towards that movement, right? Like I said, like people want to be part of transformative movements, right? What better way than for a brand to kickstart that, right? Yeah. So if they're, if, if they're doing that, you're saying go nano, go micro and make it a little bit more tangible that way. Yeah. Try and reach because then if you utilize the nano micro subset, then you can reach so many more people because, and, and they can take that hashtag or Mm -hmm. that campaign idea where they're, you know, they're either watching these meditations or taking part in these meditations or going out and getting their favorite sandwich from Jimmy John's. Then you get tons of unique content that is talking about this hashtag fresh baked thoughts, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just one person creating content around it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's, right. there's so many other things that are happening right now. But in, in terms of the content creation side of it, taking kind of like a, a step out from just specifically 420, if we yeah. think about other kind of like boundary pushing industries, I mean, if you think mm-hmm. about alcohol, it yeah. used to be very hard to advertise for alcohol because there was just so oh. many restrictions. And there was also so much of a stigma, which I think is like kind of gone away a lot more now than like cannabis and Mm. CBD, but there is some really awesome content being created around different alcohol brands. Like, I mean, my TikTok page, like for you page, and I think that some people in the audience will know what I'm talking about, but there are specific (laughs) creators who will pop up and they have this beautiful glass. That's probably like a West Elm or restoration hardware, beautiful blown glass and then they have these like really cool ice cubes which just sounds very strange if you have not seen these videos but they have like really they have like really cool cool ice cubes and that's like a part of the drink and they are adding all of these ingredients to create all these like unique cocktails and I I find myself like screenshotting so many of them because I'm like oh my god I want to make that oh my god I want to make that and it sometimes I have not. (laughs) (laughs) They're in my screenshots though. I've been meaning to, but they either make just like cool, like 
different cocktails or they just make cocktails that are really beautiful colors. There's people do this with coffee as well, but it's not so much of a industry. Sure. Well, but, but, the, the, but the, <laughs> oh yeah, true. But if you think about the kind of content that's being made in these industries that have a hard time creating content themselves to put out in paid ads, like this is really the best way to pivot is finding people on social media, like influencers who can create this mm -hmm. content for you. Right. And it's organic, right? So like, there's yeah. not going to be as, as there's not going to be that gated paywall to, you know, boost it to audiences, you know, miss out on compliance and whatever ends up being from the networks as of right now, as it stands. So like, I think it's, it's, it, it's, it's a way to, we talked about before, be educational, be grassroots and be able to speak to audiences in a more unique way. Now, the definite drawback, though, would you would you say is like that does take a long time to build up because, you know, with paid audiences, with targeting and with all the different ways that you can get in front of people, this is going to be a longer term play. What's like the thoughts around that, you know, being so, so long? I think in these specific types of industries, that's just going to come with the fact that you're in that industry. Yeah, I think it's that like, it's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that it's something where you do need to build up that long-term because, and especially if you think about like, say if we're talking about alcohol, most, I mean, maybe this is just speaking me, like most people have their go-to brand. So if you are like my go-to drink is Casamigos. So like yeah. if, and like, usually if you talk to somebody, they have a go-to specific brand when it comes to alcohol, maybe even a specific brand of CBD. And yeah. so, and, and I think that that has come from the long-term play that those industries require, but totally. it, ma it makes a lifelong drinker. Sure. Sure. No, that's, that's totally true. And I think it's all about building that level of affinity, right? Like if you're, yeah. if, if, if the journey becomes this for people, right? Like influencers build ambassadors, ambassadors build customers, customers build long-term loyal customers and then those loyal customers turn into experts like that's how like that feels like the right journey for individual people to like experience with these brands right it's gonna take a long time but the payout of it and the long-term vision of it is the is, is really the, the 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 gold at the end of the rainbow because you're yeah. getting to that point where like you're basically creates so much brand love that people are going to just instantaneously recognize your brand because of who yep. you are and what it's going to solve for them. It's like the McDonald's theory, right? I mean, we call about that. Like yeah. you, when you yeah. see, when you see, when you see the McDonald's arches, you know what you're getting. You yep. built that yeah. <laughs> and, and for better or for worse, but you know what you're getting, right? And I think that's the way that when we talk about these brands that have these restrictions, that is the core crux of it. It's a long-term play to build these brands out. But you got into it. Remember why you got into it. You got into it because you're passionate about solving a problem. So solve yep. that problem. Be long-term with it. Get to that level where it feels like you're building that actual genuine love for your brand. Yeah. And then you'll have a customer for life because I exactly. feel like in these types of industries, people find the 
alcohol that they like taste best and they stick to it. There's, there's never really been, I mean, very rarely do I change up the type of like alcohol that I'm drinking. Yeah. Because, because I have, you know, I'm now a, a big brand lover of that specific brand. And that has, I think that is how a lot of these types of industries help build that up. And so, yeah, it can definitely be a long-term play, but I think in, in terms of the way that you can kind of solidify yourself. And if we go back a little bit to what we were talking about with how 420 could, you know, we do foresee it evolving into a much bigger thing, just like Earth Day has now transformed yep. it into, into companies yep. and into different messaging that brands promote now. But I, I actually love, there was, there was one example. So Slim Jim, they <laughs> actually use... 420 as a way to partner with a like charity, which is really incredible. And I think this is kind of goes along with the fact that we think 420 is really going to become this bigger awareness day. And they, so they like created, they had this agency and they basically partnered with world central kitchen and they created these canisters that will be distributed to fans on to do unboxings on social media and the that content is being used to gain interest for this auction that they're doing around a cut around a custom nft and all (laughs) of i know it's like now they're really pulling in all of the the new trendy stuff they're literally creating the internet of things based on the internet of things. (laughs) Like it's Inception 101. Yeah, and all of the proceeds from this campaign are going to World Central Kitchen. Mm. And then on top of that, Slim Jim is planning on doing a $10,000 donation of its own to the group. So it's it's such a cool, cool way for this, you know, what was this little like urban legend holiday has now transformed into a way where brands are partnering with nonprofits and charities to give back. A plus plus bad radio, but I'm clapping. So Madison <laughs> can see me, but you guys can't see me. I'm clapping. There's no emojis on Clubhouse. That's my biggest product feedback. I want there to be emojis. Um, anyway, yeah, it's it's so true, right? Like use this ability to part and create these movements. Like don't just sit and like sit on the sidelines of it. Like be a part of it, like be yeah. a part of the movement, get involved. We talked about this with the hashtag episode a couple of weeks ago, but like, just let these things happen and insert yourself, make it yours. Find a way. I to love that. Make it yours. Make, yep. Make like, make it yours. If I can, if you learn nothing from this episode, <laughs> which maybe you might, but I don't care, like make it yours right? It's going to be long. It's going to take a long time, but make this yours. Be a part of that conversation so that other people can feel that love, that excitement, and they'll jump on board. It's human nature. We're seeing it all the time. Yeah. And that just helps to further how, you know, this is really becoming a, like all of these industries are just becoming destigmatized and Mm -hmm. it really helps brands that are like CBD brands or cannabis brands really move away from the stereotypes that social media ingrained in a lot of people. And it's like, it's like, this is a great way to utilize social media who ingrained these stereotypes in your audience. It's a way Mm -hmm. to kind of flip it on them and just really play into 
that stereotype. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, I was looking at some of the stuff we were talking about before when we were prepping for the episode. Wow. Who would have thought? Don't, don't give Guys, it away. No, shush. Come on. Just, um, so I think one of the things um, we were saying is like how like non-cannabis brands are joining in the conversation. We talked a little bit about some examples before, but I think mm-hmm. one of the things we were thinking about was like, if you are a brand, right, and you are a part of the CBD cannabis space, like our thought is stay away from the stereotypes, right? Talk more about the lifestyle of it. Talk more about the, you know, ways that it can improve the benefits, et cetera. But we're seeing this now with a lot of the different examples we talked about. If you're not in that industry, jump right in, right? Oh, like yeah. jump all the way in, playing on the stereotypes, right? I think it was the, what was it? Harmless Harvest. They invite, oh, like yes. they're like a, they're like a bowl for like healthy food, right? That you can eat, right? And they want to invite consumers to pack the, four, the, the, the to pack the perfect 420 bowl. That is a so very, smart. very, very so genius idea for a campaign if you're a non-cannabis brand, right? Because it, it, that's it's so tying into yeah. who you are, right? You know? Yes, but I, I will say, I think that my favorite is hotels.com. The oh, way that yeah, they yeah, yeah. are, the way that they are capitalizing on 420 is they basically, they said people who've made reservations on 420 on any platform, like it, it, it doesn't have to be just hotels.com can enter to win $200 worth of room service. Like what, how genius is that? Genius. And I, and this is interesting because we've talked about like a lot of these different, like competitive campaigns before this is so easy to me, like to be like inclusive of anyone. It doesn't have to be just your brand. Like get people into your brand. Doesn't matter where how they discovered you. Get them in. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to do a play on words for something like this. Oh yeah. I mean, 100%. it was kind of like I mean, we were talking about this in a couple episodes ago, but how Wendy's, you know, during March Madness, they did, you know, biscuit ball, and A-plus that's plus. such a so it's it's such an easy way. There's so many words that go along with this holiday. I feel like that's it's such a good way. Like I know a couple years ago. Burger King, they were like promoting their spicy nugs. And so anything that had to do with spicy, they were like, how are you firing up tonight? I mean, get out of here. That's incredible. And and kind of like you were saying with Harmless Harvest, they talk about packing a bowl. And then there's other brands that talk about half-baked, you know, Ben and Jerry's or anything to do with blazing. <laughs> so there's so, there's so many easy ways that you can play into the stereotype that just allow you to have this fun low risk moment on social media that could get your brand into the conversation yeah well speaking of wendy's did they i know they're like your favorite brand did they did they do anything for this because i feel like this would be like a layup for them too like but did they do anything I know. So for those who haven't listened to past episodes, I just somehow find a way to talk about Wendy's every single time, every single time. And I'm a a little disappointed. They have not tweeted anything about 420. Wow. All right. Hey, it was like the perfect time for them. Listen, hall of famers make outs too. And that's fine. That's okay. You know? So I think from that side, um, all right, that makes sense. Um, 
what else is on your mind, Mass? And what else, what, what else you want to talk about as we look to get in our, into our last 10 minutes of, uh, of the evening? Yeah, so I just think it's, it's such a fun, you know, little origin story of this little, you know, urban legend holiday. And, but yeah. the, the way that brands can take part in social, in the social media conversation is really endless. Mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm really excited to see how people take this, you know, 420 day and just turn it into something that's just so much greater. Yeah. And, and I really hope that it goes in the way of like earth day has, and I hope that it becomes something where, you know, people start getting more comfortable talking about things like mental health and anxiety yeah. And in the way in which maybe they turn to CBD or they turn to cannabis or whatever it may be in order to really take away that stigma. I think that it's, it does create a really great conversation that, and we've, we've seen that with some other different Mm -hmm. types of like holidays that have come out, but I think that's really important. One of the most important topics to be talking about on social media. And I hope that, that this is something that it, it transforms into. Yeah, I, I think it will, right? Because like I live in Colorado, right? I live in Denver, and it is such a normal mainstream topic. Like growing up in New Jersey, living in New York for as long as I did, and you know, moving out here a couple of years ago, it's so mainstream that it, it doesn't like shock me as much anymore, right? It doesn't like hit me over the head with like, oh my god, they're talking about this. What? You know, like they're not like really into it. So like here, it's just so mainstream that I feel like naturally as more states begin to federal, as it becomes federally legal, uh, hopefully in the, in, the, in the next couple of years, like there's going to be this opportunity like we talked about at the very beginning to get involved in it and, and, and really normalize it and make it something that much bigger than just, like you said, an urban legend holiday. Mental health being one of them, anxiety being another for sure. But I think also just like, the pressures of the world. Like we, we, we talk about like social media being, you know, awesome in so many different ways, but you've seen so many different horror stories with situations that have uh, uh, came about because of it. And I think there's like a, such a great opportunity to get these brands into the spotlight. Hopefully we get a lift on the bands for them. Cause I'd love to see more paid advertisements for them. I'd love to see how they can get me into their brand that way if I haven't already organically discovered them. <laughs> but like, it's just from my side, I think it's just going to be such a, an interesting opportunity to see where this evolves into because it's it's done so much good where I can see here in Colorado, I can I watch it where the revenue streams are coming from, the infrastructure projects that are being built. Like it makes so much sense to me to make this mainstream I think once it once it starts to become that brands have this opportunity to really be a part of the conversation. I think it's gonna be really, really, really exciting to see for sure. Yeah, and there's definitely tons of ways in which you can utilize influencers to educate about not only just your brand but your industry as well. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that these are these types of moments that are like a 420 or like a March Madness. They're just such great ways to allow yourself to have your brand to have fun and break through yeah. the, all the noise that is on social media daily. Th- it's just a, such a great way to create a unique campaign that 
shows, you know, the fun side of your brand, or at least just really, it's important to just really educate on your brand in general. And I think that these way, these are really great ways for brands. Like, you know, we brought up Equilibria before Mm -hmm. different alcohol brands for them to get past the restrictions that they might have when it comes to paid ads and things like that, and really get their brand in front of, you know, new customers. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. We thinking sign off time or are we, yeah. if, there's any, if there's any questions from the audience, by all means, please feel free to hop up uh, or whatever. But if there are no questions, if kind of see where people are at with it, I think it's going to be sign off time. So that's what I, I'm feeling. I, I think we're good to go, but yeah, thank you so much everyone for joining us today. We do this every Tuesday, 4 p.m. PST, 7 p.m. EST. We'll we'll be our next topic, but if you have any suggestions for what topic you want us to talk about, if you are a brand that needs strategy help or campaign help for something, join the coffee shop. We, we have a Slack community that is very robust. We absolutely love plugging it because we love going from, you know, clubhouse into our coffee shop and being able to talk to you guys and actually respond to you since we can't, (laughs) we can't really respond to you, your questions and everything uh, right in real time. We, you know, we don't have those emojis yet, but I think Brian's going to put in a feature (laughs) request for that. I am most definitely. but yeah, but we, we love doing this and we just, you know, any questions or any topics that you can think of, definitely let us know. Absolutely. So as we said, coffee shop's great. Follow us on LinkedIn, connect with us. We love getting people to connect with us. Follow our Instagram. Um, I think it's just Aspire IQ. Um, so without further ado, uh, I'm Brian. And I'm Madison. This was the Social Strategy Special 420 episode. Have a good one, everybody. See ya.